The Air Force's senior leadership gave itself the goal of shaving a collective 100 years, no less, from the service's acquisition programs. Officials point to what they call some major signs of success, especially in software development. Projects that used to take years are getting done in weeks or months, thanks to, yes, agile development. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. The Air Force has already gotten attention in the press and in defense IT circles with a project it calls Kessel Run. One of the Boston-based Agile Development Office's first projects was to build a new scheduling system for aerial refueling tankers within 120 days. That's a project that would have normally taken years using the military's traditional software acquisition approaches. But officials say they're finding ways to institutionalize that kind of speed much more broadly throughout the service. Against that 100-year target, they've already come up with strategies to cut 62 years from existing acquisition schedules. Susan Thornton, the Director for Information Dominance Programs in the Office of the Assistant Secretary for Acquisition, says the main tools are agile development, rapid prototyping, and more use of software as a service. Air Force leadership at a lot of different levels, not just at the top, are encouraging risk-taking to achieve results. But of course this isn't just risk for risk's sake. It's not just running with scissors. But it's really understanding the risks sufficiently to make decisions to pursue that higher risk path, particularly when that higher risk path has the potential for high payoff, whether it's in new capability, speed, or cost savings. And um, in acquisition, we are specifically exercising speed with rigor, and we're structuring our efforts to fail small and fail fast. Um, cultural change is difficult, and it's probably the single hardest thing we'll do. Um, but absolutely, the, the times and the conditions are right, and the leadership is right to drive that shift. Um, we're seeing results from that cultural shift that is happening today. One example is the Air Force's effort to move all of its contracting officers to a single contract management tool called ConIT. Instead of awarding a traditional development contract, the service partnered with agile development experts at the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The team wound up reusing a software package already developed by the Defense Information Systems Agency, and with some modifications, they deployed it to users in U.S. Southern Command within nine months. It went into day-to-day -day use there this past February. The agile DevOps product teams have maintained that velocity as of last month. Uh, 42 Air Force operational contracting sites have fully migrated to ConIT. 14,380 contracts, 120 solicitations, and 901 purchase requests are migrated and active in ConIT. But that's just part of the story. Um, because of what they were doing, they were able to respond quickly when a natural disaster hit. So when Hurricane Michael devastated Tyndall Air Force Base back in October, ConIT helped the Tyndall contracting professionals return online quickly to manage their contracts actively. And that's really important in a disaster, believe it or not, contracting is important in a disaster. And so getting them back online quickly was really important. 24 hours after the call, um, the accounts were active, and days later, servers were recovered from the base and transported to Maxwell Air Force Base to migrate contract data to the ConIT cloud-based environment. Uh, this grants users access to existing contract data 
and uh, contracts from any location pretty much worldwide. Much of the shift to rapid development is being led by a program executive office the Air Force stood up specifically to build on the success of Kessel Run. PEO Digital's main mission is to extend the use of leading-edge agile DevOps methodologies across the service's acquisition enterprise. Stephen Wirt, the program executive officer, says his office is in charge of about 100 separate programs. We do a lot of software, and across the board, uh, what we're not doing anymore is a year of development followed by a year DTOT. That's very inefficient. I'm not a purist about Agile DevOps. If we can get to a, a cadence of releases to avoid accumulated risk, if we can get our teams to work directly with end users, and if we can leverage automated test, we are a much better place than how we've traditionally done business. Wirt says that's partly because the Defense Department's traditional approach to weapon system testing, involving long scheduled periods in which independent testers examine a system and then submit detailed written reports, makes very little sense when the service is trying to embrace a model of continuous iterative software deliveries. Most of you have been there at that point in the program where you go through IoT and E and Afotech declares you not effective, not suitable, and not mission capable. That's what I saw immediately. If we can deliver minimum viable product and work very closely with end users and then spin on that product, we have dramatically reduced delivery risk. The second key thought here is the cost of delay. To set up a software program to develop for three to five years and then go through a year or two of, of, of OT&E means you're delivering absolutely nothing for six or seven years. That's an insane way to do business. And that's the cost of delay. When you could field a minimum viable product in those 400 requirements that you wrote in your SRD or TRD, if there are two or three the warfighter really wanted, but we make them wait six or seven years. That's an insane way to operate. In the early going, the work done by PEO Digital is producing new software releases at a much faster clip than DOD's testing procedures are designed for. In the case of one program, the Air Force's Integrated Strategic Planning and Analysis Network, developers had pushed out 15 new software versions in the time it took the test community to examine one earlier release of iSpan. That system, which helps the Air Force and U.S. Strategic Command examine nuclear planning scenarios, has been underway for years, but Thornton says it's another case in which the Air Force has dramatically sped up the development process. And so they're accelerating capability um, by years through the use of prototyping and agile DevOps. And um, using this approach, they had gone through a more traditional um, operational test event, but because of how they were doing their development, they quickly fixed the errors identified in that during that event, and they actually had corrected the bulk of those errors prior to the report even being released. So that gives you also a sense of the power of how when you align the community between the development and developers and the operators, you can really quickly identify where things are going wrong and fix them and address them. In other instances, the Air Force has managed to fix hundreds of bugs and make other software improvements that wouldn't have otherwise been fielded to users if it had decided to conduct its software development process in the traditional method that waited for initial operational test and evaluation results before moving forward. Wirt says that's exactly what happened with a system Kessel Run built to replace the Air Force's tanker flight planning tool. Even though an early test report declared the system to be not operationally effective, 
Iterative improvements let Air Mobility Command use it to plan more than 39,000 flights in a more fuel-efficient way. How do you measure success in Agile DevOps? Results. Results. You actually deliver software. Um, you know, I, I compare and contrast and look backwards to how we have done traditional acquisition programs. And, and you realize that um, on many of our bigger programs, the only measure of success you have is whether you've had a victory over the bureaucracy. And, and I'm not actually being sarcastic. It, it actually is that. Even our most successful programs, when they had an engagement in the Pentagon, you'd feel like you needed a shower afterwards. Um, just nonsense that goes on. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network.